You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. What's up, everybody? It's all-star and World Series champ Nick Swisher here. And I'm stoked to tell you about my new podcast, The Nick Swisher Show, right here on Podcast One. If you know me, you know I've worn a lot of hats in my career, and each one of them has had highs, lows, and a whole lot of learning in between. And that's exactly what I'm bringing to this podcast. You're going to get crazy interviews with athletes from their struggles to their successes and all their unbelievable superstitions along the way. You're going to hear from hometown heroes that are stepping up to the plate and making positive change and influences in their communities. I mean, we've got scientists, coaches, comedians. I'm telling you, whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just looking for a little energy in your life, then Home Plate is right here. It's old school soul with new school vibes. It's the Nick Swisher Show, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Well, in this episode, we get into simulated six speeds, polling questions answered. Yeah, continuation for GTs. That's... That's an interesting one. Updates on uh, Leno and uh, hanging out with him. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. It's CarCast. I'm Adam Carl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's been kind of busy. Good. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Um, all right, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, there's a couple things that kind of popped up uh, recently. Um, one is the 2005 Ford GT. I went through this with uh, with Aaron Hagar a little bit earlier this week on CarCast. He was a guest on the other show because uh, his dad's got a 2005 GT. And Michael Anthony, they bought them together. Mm-hmm. But, but Sammy passed on getting the new Ford GT. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think he regrets now because they're 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 pretty crazy, but well, everyone who passed on one of those in two thousand and nineteen or eighteen or whatever, um, they would have got it loaded up for six seventy five, and now they're one million bucks. Yeah, which is you know nice bump, but it's not you know it's not beat yourself up bump. Yeah, and it was also it was like 
you didn't really know what to expect from the car if you were early on the list, and then mm-hmm. over the four years, they did the heritage ones and the special editions and stuff. But you kind of knew what the car was: and collectability and performance, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think when he was offered, he wasn't really sure what it was going to be, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 passed on it. Um, uh, interesting though. Sidebar: He did because he passed on a Ferrari before and regretted it. The SUV is coming out, the Pura mm-hmm. Sangue, mm-hmm. and is like I, I kind of I think yes on that one. So he ordered he ordered that one up. I think it's the uh, like the Grigio. It's kind of a a gray, but with the Bordeaux interior. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I think he's going to be more like, oh, it's a Ferrari I can drive, but also like it has ride height. It's easy to get in and out of, and you can fit mm-hmm. four people, and it still makes all the noises, and it's V twelve, and yeah, you know. But anyway. The 2005 Ford GT, apparently there were 30 chassis never used. Mm-hmm. No bodies, no engines, but they had 30 chassis mm-hmm. uh, not used. And then this company, GT1, which I think did these modified Ford GTs when they were... Were they doing the Targa? I think they, so that was called the GTX. I don't know if it's the same company. Mm-hmm. Um but that's kind of what popped in my head. If, mm-hmm. Is that the same company? I don't know. They've acquired the 30 chassis. Mm-hmm. They're going to do carbon fiber bodies, but the bodies are going to be a little bit more aggressive, little side skirts and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, splitters and wing and stuff. Um, they don't have the engine. They don't have the 5.4-liter four-valve supercharged engine. Mm-hmm. But they've reached out to Roush to get a small block Ford in there and they're doing a 427 but twin turbo with all the modern you know what could you can imagine four cam I don't think it is I think it's just a push rod motor okay. uh 1500 horsepower <laughs> and so but here's this thing that the discussion's more like I get it it's a cool car it's a million bucks it's 1500 horsepower it's the Ford GT from 05 on steroids but what's interesting is this isn't you bought one and you cut it up. This is like 30 continuation mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're supposed to be track-focused, but they're saying it's likely you'll be able to get it approved and registered for the street in, in a bunch of states, maybe not California, right. <laughs> right, for obvious reasons. But, you know, we talked about some of the continuation cars uh, you know, Jaguar and their XKSS and, you know, uh, a couple of the manufacturers here and there. And and they've they've done well. They've done well in the resale market at auctions and stuff. So I don't know. What's your yeah. thoughts on a continuation GT? Well, uh, I guess Cobra and Shelby tried a kind of maybe weak sauce version of a continuation where it was a little bit more about just putting a number plate right. on a kind of a kit car or something like that. And It was like a little better than kit car, but not a real parts bin. Right. And so to the car. best of my recollection, and I don't follow that market that closely, but I do know everything. <laughs> you know, a, a nicely done kit cars, a hundred to you know, buck twenty five now or something. You know, they're starting to get a little bit more. You know, it used to be you dump buck fifty into it and get forty back, but now if you do the kit car super performance or what have you, and you do it do it right, like the resto mods, you, you can probably get your money out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, like the, the full. Um, Super performance is, you know, 100 grand, 110, whatever. I feel like these things are like 
two to two fifty with the official number plate on it, and then the real McCoy'd be a million bucks. Yeah. You know? So they give it a bump, you know, but they didn't they didn't do like they did with some of the other companies. Now the Jags, they just you know, they started selling them for like, I don't know, one three or something like that. But they were just sort of hand built aluminum cars and they'd just be worth a million bucks even if someone just built you one yeah. like like a singer yeah. or something. You know, singer's not really number plated or continuation minded or whatever. But I mean it's got a plate on it that says singer, but it's just, hey, that looks like eight, nine hundred grand worth of automobile right yeah. there. Like a Ring Brothers car. So um I think it's a a good idea. I think they will get all the money. And, you know, you're in a more exclusive club at 30 versus 3,000 right. or however many units uh, they, they popped out. I don't know how many units of the 05 uh, Ford GT, but I will just say I don't have to count because they're pretty ubiquitous. Every auction has two of them. Even the sort of deeper cut, small. I'm not talking about Monterey. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, Mecham, Kansas City or something will yeah. have a Ford GT. I mean, there's, you go to bring a trailer, there's always a couple for sale. Yeah. If you want a Ford GT, you may get a, Ford, get GT a Ford GT yeah. tomorrow if you got 400 grand laying around. So I don't know, you know, these cars will be a little more exclusive for sure. And, you know, I, I I don't think it'd be a bad way to spend a million bucks. If you were going to do a a 30 continuation cars on that chassis, do you go this direction and offer million dollar cars that are 1500 horsepower or do you try to recreate the original the Now, here's the issue is I don't think there are 30 original 4GT crate engines laying around. I I think there's a handful but I don't think you'd be able to find 30 of that actual engine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I'm I'm a little more of a purist. One of the reasons I didn't like, you know, to me, the pecking order, if you're trying to recreate something from your, it's, um, you know, downdraft Webers or some sort of simulation of that, even though later on they had, I think, the two four-barrel double pumpers, you know, Holly probably on there, Stromberg or whatever the hell they had on there. But um, it was, to me, initially the supercharger bumped me on that car. I was I was very close to buying one of those cars new from Galpin for you know $157,000, which I definitely should have done. It was the <clears> – <throat> there were two things. It was kind of fit and finish – actually, three things. <laughs> I'll just keep going. Um, the – the body panels had too many seams and too many gaps there were and too some many gaps. too many yeah. lines and you know that that whole rear clamshell used to just be one big piece and now it was three pieces and the rear bumper was a little bit wanky and the front splitter scoop you know was a little a little weird and everything looked like it was just sort of made and bolted on yeah. and it didn't have that sort of flow that sort of seamless flow that the originals had so i didn't really like all of that. Uh, I didn't like this supercharger. Just felt like a hopped up Mustang engine to me. And then interior, I don't think they quite got it when they were going, well, we're going with the original vibe with the sort of grommets and the holes in the seat, but yeah. we're going to supersize them. And it looked kind of plasticky. And it just, it just didn't 
look it didn't look like a world beating you know 150 plus million dollar uh, sorry thousand dollar car um personally i would say and you know look 1500 horsepower great it's great for bragging at cars and coffee yeah i don't i don't think you ever use 1500 horsepower i would i would i would reckon to say that if you took your 1500 horsepower Ford GT out to Willow Springs and Tanner Faust got into a bone stock one with 512 horsepower. Yeah, 550. He, w- he would beat you around that track. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. He, he would give you 1,000 horsepower, yeah. and then he'd, he'd take two seconds off your lap time. I mean, that's so, – now, even if you were a good driver, yeah. I'm not even sure where you would use all the 1,500, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit on the back and the front straight, but – my take on that car, and I've always said it, is I would rather have a high compression um, downdraft Weber simulation with a Motec or Holly or whatever injection. Like I'd like to look at some stacks yeah. is basically what I'm saying. I would take myself a you know, a small big block, you know, like a 427 small block or something. I don't even know how we're able to do that these days. It's been explained to me, but I still don't really understand. It used to be 427 was a big block and a 302 was a small block at 289 and 260. Now it's, we got a big block, the small block, but all right, take the 427 up the compression to, you know, 11 and a half or 12 to one or something. Do the Motec injection Holly yeah. simulated, or I should say Weber simulated yeah, yeah. downdraft. Yeah, the ITBs, the individual with, throttle bodies. Yeah, with, yeah. With, with eight stacks and get uh, get 550 horsepower. Get what the other uh, You GT could probably has get 650 out of it. Actually, you could even go full on big block. They Ford has in the aftermarket, there's an all aluminum right. block. Right. That's a big block, and I don't it, know if it shoehorns in or not. I don't know if it if it if it does, but the five point four liter engine was a big motor, right? And especially a wide motor. You're right, and all and aluminum, I, maybe a four cam. That's fine. If you did down an, downdraft Motec, I boom. mean, all aluminum for the lighter weight, big block, real big block with the ITBs. You're probably at seven seven fifty horsepower just on the motor, and you're redlining at eighty three hundred RPM, yeah. and it's a little, little tougher with the the bigger big block. Yeah, all right. I mean, you're, if you punch it out, but you start you're to, yeah. you're redlining at seventy six hundred RPMs, yeah. and you got real good throttle response and the sound, which will be cooled off by the turbochargers. You got yeah. that naturally aspirated downdraft sound. Yeah. And then you got a car that weighs, the, you know, 3,300 pounds, and it's got 700 mm-hmm. horsepower, and that'll do. Of course, their thinking is, this is 30 cars. The way four GTs are now, they're, they're high-priced trading cars, right? Like you said, you see them... And they're turbocharged at, now, so there's some the legacy new one. there. Even the 05s, right. the supercharged cars, they're all... They're all trading cars. They're all at auctions and probably don't get a lot of miles on them. So maybe this company's going, well, let's just make the high horsepower supercar with all the bragging rights on paper and you cars and coffee the thing or occasionally take it out to a fun little track day. But the reality is, is 
you're not putting a lot of miles on it and you want to trade it at some point as the 1500 horsepower twin turbo continuation. Well, look, if you're into cars, it's all good. (laughs) I'm just saying my personal preference is go naturally aspirated. I would like to look through that rear view mirror and see eight stacks staring back at me. Speaking of cars and coffee, I went down to Malibu. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How is that? How's uh, Jay? Jay's doing well. Matt Ferrer was there. Um, Spike Ferriston. Spike Ferriston was there. Jay Leno was there. And, um, um, God, well, Bruce Myers was there. A few oh, other yeah, guys. A couple guys yeah. uh, talked, hung out, good guys, uh, you know, whatever, went and sat in with Spikes. Uh, you know, I don't know, podcast. Uh, Spike's car radio. It's his podcast. It's good. Yeah. yeah, he's good. I like Spike. I like Spike, too. Yeah. I just I'm not sure what etiquette is. Like I walked in at <laughs> 930 in the morning and I was like, hey, I talked to everyone, said hi to everyone. Yeah. And I went, well, where's Jay? Where's Spike? And they're like, they're they're in there. They're in the, the mart on a table. Yeah, you know, they're in, inside. And then I. I like walked in and they're in the middle of a podcast and then they both looked at me and then I'm like, I'm, I'm not here to crash your yeah, podcast. Wave I and just keep want walking. to say hi. And yeah. then Spike's like, no, no, sit down, you know, grab yeah. the next mic. Now I've inserted myself into the middle of their podcast. Um, so few thoughts. Jay looks brand new and <laughs> Jay, Jay looks better than old Jay <laughs> because Jay's had a peel. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. I mean, he literally peeled his face and had like baby cells grafted on and went to hyperbaric chamber and he looks 10 years younger with l- literally not, you know, I, I shaved in a hurry this morning and had a couple of scabs hanging on to my face. <laughs> not on Jay, not on his ears, not on any, you, there was nothing. Yeah. There wasn't a mark. There wasn't a nick on his face. You know, he promptly pulled out his phone and started scrolling through pictures of him in his hospital bed um, undergoing procedures with these sort of, you know, rakes being pushed across his oh. face. It, it was a gory, bloody mess. Showed me a picture of his ear. His ear was a mess. He just went – this was 10 days ago. Um, it was probably 16 days ago, but he just went, this is what I looked like 10 days ago. Yeah. I didn't – I wasn't able to – kind of do the math but it seemed like well, maybe a little more than 10 days ago but not two months ago right and not three weeks ago maybe you know 15 17 days ago this was me held up a, his phone looked like a crime scene looked like his head went through a windshield and i was just staring you know sitting two feet from him looking at him going jesus christ you look brand new i i, I am so amazed on his uh, just good spirits the whole time and doesn't seem to skip a beat. Like, yeah, like he was back at his garage almost immediately. And everybody that reached out to see him seemed like he was in a, you know, cracking jokes and having a, you know, having a, yeah, he drove. I, his... I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, when the doors closed, you know, he could, he, he drove his McLaren there. Yeah. His P1. I saw that. Jay's so funny. He's such, he's such a nice guy. So, I got up earlier that week, I don't know, like Monday, Tuesday that week, and I and I did like something I don't normally do, but I was like, you know, I know Jay. Jay's a friend. I've known Jay for a long time. We have a great relationship. I should reach out to him and go, hey, you want to come on the podcast and give tell us your story, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's not really my style. I, I know a lot of people. 
I don't really bug him too much, but Jay's easy. He's nearby. He loves me, and yeah. I do stuff on for his show. And like, so I kind of reached out. I went, "Hey, can you can you do this?" And he said, "No, I can't because I have an exclusive with People Magazine, and mm-hmm. I can't do anything until after you know." That's that's the way the world works. I yeah. get it. You know, he signed some sort of deal with them. Presumably, they gave some money to him or to charity or whatever it was. And part of the stipulation is you can't go on Jack Off's podcast. And, yeah, in a certain amount of time. certain amount you know, of time. You know, like you got to be right. radio silent for 30 days or whatever. Right. So I went and saw him on Sunday and we're hanging out. And I just sort of wrote back like, yeah, I get it. Understood. You know, I'm always very – not because I'm magnanimous. I just – I don't like being the pressure prick. You know, I don't like going, well, when? Then when? You know, I just yeah. go, oh, get it. Got it. See you soon. Like, are you going to be at the shop this weekend? Maybe I'll swing by. And he's like, yeah, I'll be at the shop. And then I saw him in person. And, I, you know, I didn't bring it up. But after I saw him in person, he said um, – yeah, well, maybe, uh, you know, I got to do this uh, on, uh, you know, tomorrow or the next day for people. After that, I'll, I'll, I'll come in and do your podcast. So he he brought it up, you yeah. know. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I let a couple days go by. And then yesterday I hit him up and I was like, hey, uh, Jay, uh, you know, you said maybe you want to come by and do the podcast after the, the people thing. Is there any day that's good for you? Or we go in the afternoon. Are you going to be mm-hmm. around? And he and it's funny. He wrote back a, a little bit of a Kurt, un-Jay Leno-esque back thing. He just said, you know, we're doing Jay Leno's Garage. We're doing two a day. I, I don't have any time this week. You know, thanks, Jay. And and like I kind of remember reading it. It wasn't like fuck off, but it was like yeah. a little bit. Last time I saw him, he said, hey, maybe I'll come by and do your podcast. And this is like, I'm busy. I can't do it. And I was like, well, it was a little bit curt, but I understand sometimes you're filming, you know, in mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. takes and you're just like, I am really busy. I can't do it. You know, speaking of kind of shorthand, but it was a little bit off his normal magnanimous, super friendly right. tone, just a right. little bit. And I was like, all right. I get it. Like, I, I don't need to come back all the time. Okay, well, then maybe next week. You know, I just yeah. was like, all right, he's busy. He's working on his shit. We'll figure this out. And then I sat around and like, that was in the morning. And then that evening, I get one from him going, what time do you take? <laughs> you know, <laughs> See, I, and it's like, he's so consistently nice that I yeah. think he realized he, he was a little bit curt with the answer. And so he thought of, it, it probably bugged him for the shooting yeah. that day. And then at the end of the day, he got, he reached out a second time. If it was even him in that instance, right. you know Who what I'm saying? Right. Cause a lot of times like your phone's buzzing, you know, an assistant, a producer, somebody grab it. And they're like, well, it's, it's, it's Adam. Do you want to reply? Right. And be like, him I'm yeah, yeah just cars. tell him I'm shooting and, and I'll right. get back to him later. Right. And that's what happens. Right. Like, yeah. and, and you can, you can, sometimes you could tell the difference. You'd be like, you can look at that and go, Oh, I, I, I know that's, Somebody else, Adam's dictating or whatever, or Jay's dictating, but I know it's yeah somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We'll, uh, well, I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad he came out um, and uh, said hi. I know they were – the whole point was they were – where they do that Malibu Cars and Coffee, the restaurant there, I guess, is closing down. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of a big farewell mm-hmm. to the <laughs> to, to the place there. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's. Uh, uh, did, did Seinfeld show up? I don't know if he was even in town or he was doing something. It was mentioned that he he might have been out there. No, he was on a plane back to New York. I think as we were doing that, um, I talked to Spike about it a little bit, but um, they were working on the Pop Tart movie and blah blah blah. But he's he's retreated. But um, he's aware of us. Uh, Seinfeld, that is. So at some point, we'll get him in to talk about uh, Porsches, and he wants to drive his 935 down PCH. And I said to Spike, um, I said, Spike, which one is it? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, is it the Martini one? Is it a Brabus? Uh, Not Brabus. um, Oh, shit. I'll I'll think. um, I'll I'll think of the. uh, I'll think of the other mm-hmm. big big Porsche one. Um, Martini's one livery, and then there's uh, Peter Gregg's stuff, which is um, – I'm saying Brabus, but I don't mean Brabus. It's, yeah, it's not it's, that. Now you said that. I, yeah. It, I can picture it, but I, 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 I don't know why yeah. I'm drawing a blank. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure that one yeah. out. Anyway, he didn't know, but he, he sent me a picture. I figured if, if – if, um, Seinfeld had a 935 that it wasn't in primer. You know, it yeah. probably had a pretty cool. Brumos. Brumos, right. Brumos. I got Brabus and Brumos. Yeah, Brumos. That's what popped yeah, in my head. So um, I think it was in Martini. The okay. Spike sent me a picture. Anyway. What's yeah, it? but there is the Brumos collection, which has all of those cars. So I don't know if that's the one that he got. No, he's got the Martini. He's got the Martini. Yeah, yes. he's got the Martini. Um, actually, I, I mentioned this to you, uh, I think, last week, and I wanted to bring it up on my phone real quick. I I put it up on Instagram and said, should we take the Hawaiian Tropic Porsche 935 and put it in the Apple livery, mm-hmm. or should we keep it the Hawaiian Tropic livery? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to get some input from, from the listeners. Uh, a bunch of views – Almost 8,000 views on the video um, and uh, just under 100 likes, 70, 75 or 70-something likes mm-hmm. or comments rather. Sorry, not likes but comments. And of all of those comments, I think three or four people said Apple livery. The other 70-plus said no, don't change it. Hmm. They said the Apple livery car is cool. The Hawaiian Tropic car is too special, mm-hmm. and it's never been cloned. Where the Apple has car, mm-hmm. just maybe revisit the 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 tribute car, the clone car that uh, we were, you know, interesting. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, good. To Peter Clute from Dream Car Garage and many other things. He kind of said as much. Yeah, he, he said, said, "No, don't do it." He said, "Apple." He said uh, this is how it, you know, was successful at Lamar in this livery. Yeah. Leave it, leave it, and how it was. It was I interesting. Mean, look, if it was a matter of a wrap and some stickers, but it's much more involved than that. Yes. It's a rebody. Yes, uh, but yeah, that's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting. That's 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 kind of what people are thinking. Is uh, Hawaiian Tropics way to go? Now, I'm not opposed to saying. 
well, if you keep it Hawaiian Tropic, let's let's finish it the Hawaiian Tropic. Let's do the actual Lamaa car. Let's move the mirror where it needs to do the side lamp that's missing. You know, like yeah, like do, marker. Like do yeah. the actual Paul Newman. Yeah, right? that, like the that, car needs a little bit of work and a little bit of restoration. But let's just that would take you know ten minutes and ten bucks to kind of <laughs> yeah add a couple of accoutrements that just happen to be missing right from uh, the actual way it ran and yeah. Move the mirror, put some marker. I'm calling them marker lights, but you're right. There are kind of lights to eliminate Lama. Yeah. They needed to see what number car was going by at night. Something maybe on the roof, too, as I as I think about it, but I can't. Yeah, can't right. I don't fully what come up is. with yeah. it. And it might the, be on the toy model on the big. The, then, on the there, <laughs> then there is the uh, ongoing dispute over the windshield visor sticker is it white is it black right I've seen it in five versions of each right cannot come down with an accurate answer i i, I mean i guess only pull lamar photos don't pull sebring lamar has it both ways how is that possible they swap the windshield i all i could think of is that it ran at practice rock shot up cracked the windshield they swapped it out and it has a different or would, I don't know what to call that, visor shade or Yeah, the whatever. banners, windshield banner. Yeah, windshield banner. Yeah. 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 Uh, we need we need to know. <laughs> we need to know who was there yeah. in 79. Somebody was there. Well, the reality is, is you can ask, I don't know, Bob Gerritsen, and he'd just go, I don't remember. <laughs> we ran those cars so many different ways. But he would tell you if it's more plausible, if that's what happened. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen pictures. He would say, I don't know for sure. He would go, no, no, you can't. In the rule book, you can't do this or you can do that. Yes. You know? Yeah, I've seen it both directions mm-hmm. at Lamar, same year. <laughs> I, and also, I don't know what's going on with exposures. You know, we're, right. we're looking at a picture. I'm, I'm talking about film. Yeah, there is a marker light on the top, too, it looks like. Right. Uh, we're talking about. That's a black of, and white photo we're just looking at. Right. Black banner, white text. Right. Or is something with the film. The, but there's pictures of that car going down Lamar in the rain with a white banner on it. So who the hell knows? All right. Let me tell you about uh, Snap-on. Love these guys. Today's episode is brought to you by the makers and the fixers of Snap-on. Yeah. It's the fixers. They keep the world rolling. They fix. They work. They get a little grease uh, under their cuticles. Uh factories and repair shops and roads and rails they build and they maintain everything and uh it's really the backbone of uh of this country aviation automotive agriculture mining marine military military uses snap-on i think pretty exclusively when we were at the snap-on factory facility right um look uh fix it don't Put it in a landfill and don't order a new piece from China. Fix it yourself with Snap-on. And uh, it's not just a job. It's a calling. They want to hear from you, by the way. Share your story at makersandfixers.com slash carcast. And check out the Makers and Fixers on Instagram. Snap-on. What else can you say? Just the creme of the creme. I got got Snap-on tools. They're I love it. I'm so glad. It's like one of the best investments. Use it all the time. But my thing is always like, got to wipe them down. They got to look brand new when they go back into the box. <laughs> We're going through their factory. It was like, 
a kid walking through a candy store for us. Yeah. It was incredible. It was funny because when you walk through there, they had the museum at front and they're like, grab the ratchet. Here's the – and then afterward, they're like, that's the first one. It's 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. Still guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on in the car world? Uh, interesting thing that uh, Lexus is doing is Lexus is coming up with, with a way to, let's say, simulate the manual transmission driving experience for EV cars. Mm-hmm. It will have a stick. Uh, it will have three pedals. Uh, it Now, obviously, it won't be real, but they're saying we think we can make the feel of this so real mm-hmm. that you wouldn't really know the difference. So it, it's the clutch pedal. Not really activating a clutch, but mm-hmm. it would simulate the driving experience all the way down to you could stall the car. Or if you're on a hill, it'll roll backwards mm-hmm. when you when you engage the clutch. So mm-hmm. uh, interesting on – and it's interesting because here's the thought. was We like driving the manual transmission because you're so involved with the car, but – if you knowingly get into the car and realize you're driving a manual transmission that isn't really doing anything, does that take some of the fun factor away? Or was simulating it well enough that you don't really feel the difference enough? How does it simulate? I mean, you have a stick shift. There's a stick shift. There's three pedals. Uh, everything from your point of view is going to be just like driving a manual internally in the car. It's a lot of software. It's computers that are happening um, and then you'll be able to do things you wouldn't normally be able to do in a conventional car. Like you could probably program in different gear ratios. You can simulate gear ratios. Uh, you know, I so to me, the manual versus they, you know, it'll do it for you world we're living in. The thing of, uh, and I, I, this sounds interesting to me and I, I applaud it, but I would say this. The thing about the manual shift is it's not. I mean, part of it is the upside. It's oh man, this feels exciting, and uh, the movement and the sound and and um, the simulation of speed and 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 all all that sounds great, and everyone likes that. But what they never really talk about about the manual is mistakes can be made, mm-hmm. and they will let you make those mistakes. And everyone who's raced including myself multiple times has grabbed the wrong gear and had a car go right past us and blah, 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 blah. And it's really that that's the intriguing part of the manual. Everyone talks about, you know, slamming it into second and taking, you know, chirping the wheels. But what about slamming it into fourth and having (laughs) it bogged down and have the guy pass you? That's, that's the rub of the manual. And it's that sort of danger of screwing yeah. up element. And so what I would say about this is it's great, but it also needs a danger of screwing up. So some of the flaws need to be built into the system. Like if you like you said, if you It's like you know, it, instead of second gear you pull fourth gear, what happens? Right. Does it, is, it does it does it know? Does it bog yeah. or does the computer immediately yeah. recognize it and put you in the right RPM? I mean, I think that's I listen, I, I think there are they're trying to simulate as much of that as possible. I would say there are some fail safes, you know, like you know, Couldn't going from, it in from third to first, and you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, it, it's not going to over rev. Obviously, it's going to simulate maybe some sort of over rev mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. sound or, right. or or something. Uh, 
if it's a mechanical shifter, if it's some sort of digital shifter and you don't know the difference between first gear and third gear, then it might not even tell you you screwed up. But you're right. It should tell you that you screwed up. Yes. But if you consciously know the mechanical aspect of it is gone, do you think that'll take something away? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but not to anyone under 40 is what I would say. I mean, simulators are pretty good these days. Yeah. You know, flight yeah. simulators, driving simulators that Absolutely. you can have a pretty good experience in it. I think it would be kind of interesting if they can really do it. Like you said, if they can put – if they can work in the flaws as much as the benefits. Yeah, like a flight simulator yeah. or a driving simulator. Right. All right, last one. Uh, McLaren is selling some of their heritage collection as a company – as the company loses money. Uh, so are they talking about selling F1 cars? Are they, what are they talking yeah, about so selling? Yeah, so what's interesting is they, they didn't specify which cars specifically, but they have a good collection. And I know they've leveraged things in the past like they're building. Um, but I think they're, you know, they're still losing a little bit of money. Maybe, I don't know what equivalent uh, comes out to be, excuse me, like 200 pounds, 200 million pounds, 200 million bucks, 250 million bucks, something like that. And they need to fund. Year. Yeah. yeah. And they need to fund the Artura, which is the new hybrid EV car, which um, mm-hmm. uh, we did see at the Velocity Invitational. They had mm-hmm. a couple of them there. Um, so, yes, it's an interesting situation. They are selling the Heritage Collection to fund that project, but I believe there's a stipulation where they can buy it back. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's like they went to a $100 million pawn shop. Right, right. <laughs> and said, hold on to this for us. Don't touch anything, but they didn't specify the cars. Uh, but it's just kind of, I don't know, it was interesting well, to me. Well, as they walk through the halls of McLaren, they're littered yeah. with heritage cars. I'm mostly F1, probably some Can-Am yeah. stuff in there for sure. And I, I, I'm not well-versed enough in McLaren to know what else they would have there. But like I said, some, some, some Can-Am, some F1 and... I'm sure it's definitely a combination of racing cars and some of the street cars because the street cars haven't been around as long as right. as the racing cars. And they could so, definitely raise some funds yeah. with those cars. But it's interesting. It's like this is a company I'm surprised no one else has really reached out or partnered with. This is a company that needs funding. It doesn't have a parent car. company. It does. It, an investor company uh, that owns like 60% or something now, maybe more at this point. But I'm surprised somebody else didn't go in – uh, and and you know try to maybe not acquire the company but partner the way you know Bugatti is under that Audi VW umbrella and Porsche mm-hmm. umbrella but then mm-hmm. Bugatti and Rimac and now Rimac's mm-hmm. in charge of Bugatti but Porsche owns a big stake in the whole thing and mm-hmm. you know like some kind of partnership there yeah they've lost two hundred thirteen million bucks in the first nine months I guess of this year, so the you're two fifty they're kind of on track yeah. to uh to lose yeah but anyway, it's an interesting business move, but I like the cars that's that's why you yeah. want them to do well well, so does Leno all right you can go to AdamCrawler.com. dot com there's live shows coming up in Tucson and oh God where else Tempe uh and all over the country. And also, you can come out and see me and John Popper in Dallas. He's the best. He is the best. And uh, you just go to amcrawler.com for all the live events. What do you got? Uh, just uh, posting uh, some more stuff up on social media for you guys and be driving some new some new cars. So check it out up on Motorhead. 
So, till next time, Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and your bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans. Not those robots hanging out on Bezos' yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couple's retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.